We're in week 15 of the 50 States, 50 Weeks, and 50 Coffee Shop series. I'm talking with Haley Kesterson from True Coffee in Iowa City, Iowa. Haley's overcome many obstacles in the past about two years now since opening her shop almost a year ago. The shop is named after her mom, Trudy, who encouraged her to go chase her dreams and open a coffee shop. Haley's story inspired me as a business owner, and I hope it inspires everyone else out there to go chase their dreams. Haley's also offering a discount code for you being my listener. Use the code BaristaTalk to get 10% off. Also, big shout out to Natalie for suggesting this coffee shop. If you have a coffee shop recommendation in your area that you'd like featured, email me at baristatalkshow at gmail.com. Also, if you like this podcast, please leave a review and share with some friends. In the meantime, grab your coffee or tea and let's dive right in. My name is Haley Kesterson. I am the owner of True Coffee in Iowa City, Iowa, and we've been open since June 1st of 2021. Oh, okay. So still pretty new over there. Yes. Yes. Very new. We're coming up on our one year here pretty close, but... I still feel like we just opened. So (laughs) yeah, well, I have to ask since you opened almost a year ago, how has it been with all the crazy going on in the world? The fall and summer was pretty good. And then we got hit pretty hard this winter and we were like a ghost town. And we also are in a college town. So most of the students would go home and they brought COVID back. And so we were shut down for a little bit and had a lot different mandates that we had to follow and just kind of having to pivot was a little bit different. So that's been interesting, but I did know going into it because COVID has been going on for so long that that was something we were going to face. And so I was already prepared and kind of had a few plans in place for it when it did happen. Other than that, it has been the most amazing thing I've ever done. Craziest, scariest, but I have loved every minute of it for sure. That's very courageous of you for opening a shop in the middle of the pandemic. And like you said, pivoting because, well, you have to, if you're going to (laughs) survive. Yeah, absolutely. Tell me a little bit about how you got into coffee. What drew you into this? Did you come from a really different field before, or was this just something you've always wanted to do? It's kind of a longer story, but I'll make it pretty brief. So I, for some reason, have always just wanted to work in coffee ever since I was younger. I thought baristas were the coolest people ever. I was just like, that's what I want to do. I don't know why I had this huge pull to work in coffee, but I was so intimidated by it, very intimidated by it, actually. And so I never worked in coffee when I was younger, but I actually moved to a different town in Iowa and started going to a church there and met the youth pastor at the time, was around my age. And so he was like, hey, I'm actually thinking about opening up a coffee shop in the church and asked if I wanted to be a part of it. And so I was like, oh my goodness, this is amazing. Like, I would love that. And so him and I didn't have a ton of experience. It was a lot of YouTube, a lot of just kind of winging it. Um, Mm -hmm. He kind of led the way, but it was pretty awesome. He trained me a little bit. And so that's where I started very beginner, I guess, didn't get into like a nice third wave coffee shop for a while. So I started there. And then uh, my sister actually ended up telling me that she was going to have a baby. So I wanted to move home, move closer to her kids. 
And so I moved back to where I'm originally from, which is in Cedar Rapids. And they had this new coffee shop that had opened. It was called Dash Coffee Roasters. They're still there. Still love them. And I got a job there, worked there for about two years or so. That's where I learned a lot of the things that I know now. Rebecca is the owner there. She's very wonderful. And at the time, her husband, Phil, worked there too. And they were trained us all very well, which will lead into my coffee recommendations later. So I kind of fell in love with coffee and they taught me as much as I know. When I opened True, which was this summer, we actually were a change of ownership. So I didn't start from scratch. The coffee shop that I own now was owned by Dash before. So very tight knit relationship with the owners prior. So we purchased from them and kind of redid the menu, redid the store. So that's a long story short. So this past year, when they were selling, I kind of just sat on that. It was kind of not really in my cards for a while. I just was like, that's Mm -hmm. just a far out there dream. I was working as a manager at a phone company. And so my mom actually got diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. I just spent a lot of time with her for about nine months. And the two weeks before she had passed, she sat me down and she said, you know, I love you and I want you to follow your dreams and I want you to travel and I just want you to go for things that you want to go for. And so two weeks later she had passed and we planned out her funeral and everything. And once all that had passed, my dad and I just said, let's do it. Let's go for it. And so we met with the owners and we put in an offer and we sat with the bank and yeah, it was really fast, but we took over within a week. Yeah. It's been the craziest thing. So I named true after my mother, Trudy. It was an honor of her. And so that's kind of our little story of how true became true. (laughs) You have definitely been through quite a ride already. Yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So you started out in coffee, actually helping run a shop right off the bat. Is that right? (laughs) Well, it wasn't necessarily like a shop. It was just kind of like a, in a little kitchen of a coffee shop. Someone Uh donated an espresso machine and we're like, let's kind of do it. (laughs) I see. I I didn't necessarily run anything. I just helped make sure there was like volunteers and I obviously worked a couple shifts and helped make drinks and things like that. But yeah, that was my first experience. Yeah, it was awesome. Oh my. Yeah, that's crazy. There's no better way to learn than to try it. So (laughs) you definitely did that. Oh, what a beautiful story that you're painting too about how your mom just said, Hey, chase your dreams, do what you're passionate about. And that really opened the door. I mean, it probably gave you permission to start a coffee shop instead of saying, maybe I'll delay that till later, or maybe I won't do that ever because it's a little bit crazy of an idea. (laughs) Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. And I, I think that made me realize, you know, life is really short and she passed away when she was 49. And so I was like, you know, it's now or never really. I was just like, you know, I got to live for today and I got to do those things that I feel so called to do and not just sit back and let fear take over my life, you know, and just do it. And so it is very scary, very hard. But like you said, it gave me permission. And so that's a good way to put it. Yeah, there is something to that of living into what you feel like is a passion of yours and Maybe it was a seed that was planted at a really young age. Maybe other people who are listening have that 
seed or that thought of, huh, that was something I was really passionate about at one point. And I thought was maybe impossible, but your story just opens the door for people to also give themselves permission to try it and to chase after it. I'm glad you shared that because I do think there's power in hearing each other's stories, hearing what you're able to do and to step out in faith over fear, you know? Absolutely. Thanks for touching on your coffee story a little bit. Let's shift gears and talk about coffee in your state in Iowa. What is it like? What's the culture there? So I'm actually really excited to talk about this and I may have maybe an interesting point of view, but I feel as in my perspective, for the last about five years, I think maybe seven, the last seven to five years, things have shifted drastically from little mom and pop shops to, which are wonderful, absolutely wonderful. And they've paved the way for us to more of the third wave, fourth wave coffee. Third wave coffee is kind of more of like coffee first. That's it. Very much. It is about quality coffee. They care about the farmers. They care about what they're putting out, which other coffee shops do. Those shops, you're going to get your espresso, your portato, your cappuccino, your latte, no sweeteners, and milk is about the sweetest thing you're going to get, which is wonderful. They have emphasized refining your palates in a way to enjoy that cup of coffee. And I would say true is more of the fourth wave coffee in a sense where you're going to have that intentionality with the coffee and with the farmers and the producers and making sure you're serving quality coffee, but also still allowing people to have a cup how they would like. If they would like some sugar in that, that is totally okay. If they would like a specialty latte, that is okay too. And so I feel that that's kind of where true is at and that mix where you can please both crowds. So fourth wave is just a little bit less intense, I would say, than third wave. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. And I think that was kind of my heart too with that was my passion. Our slogan at True is people first, coffee second. And I am so passionate about caring about the person that's buying the cup over making them like something I like, if that makes sense. Um, (laughs) I will do my best as the owner and the person that's in charge of quality control to serve a wonderful cup of coffee or a wonderful shot of espresso. But I also still want you to enjoy your day and have a good day and have what you would like. And so I feel like there is a happy medium and that's kind of what I wanted true to be. Absolutely. And it's needed too. that care for both the coffee and the person behind the cup who's serving the barista and the person in front of you as the customer. In the last five to seven years, you've really seen a shift from mom and pop shops to the third and into fourth wave coffee in Iowa. How has that really changed the customer's experience and maybe how many shops you see opening up? I feel like I have seen plenty of new shops opening up. Just in Iowa City alone, we've had, I think, three shops open this year and we're not a very big town. (laughs) And so (laughs) it has changed drastically from, I would consider Iowa a very like industrial state, a lot of blue collar workers, farmers. We obviously still have the cities and the white collar workers, but I feel like a large portion of the state is just used to their coffee pot at home. And so they didn't see the value in going to a coffee shop and they weren't necessarily educated on a good cup of coffee. And so I feel like in a way I want to give respect to Starbucks and scooters and places like that, that had the big support behind them to basically make coffee a necessity for people. It was something that they 
now felt was something that was in the routine. And so then it gave that third wave coffee shops a opportunity to now, it's a necessity, but now it's also something you can enjoy and that is a quality cup. And so I think it's changed a ton in Iowa in the last five years, like I said, and I think it's just really exciting. <laughs> you know, I do agree. No matter how many times we bring you up on the podcast, oh, Starbucks, not the greatest, but no, yeah, it really fulfills the need. And there is an audience who really enjoys and actually it fits exactly what they're looking for. And that's okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's kind of what I mean by like, they filled that need. They made it almost a necessity. I'm not going to bash them. They have made it and monopolized a large business and they are run a huge part of the coffee industry. And that's wonderful. I will never bash a coffee shop in any way. And something that they do right is they're consistent. Mm-hmm. And that is something that we can take note of as small business owners or coffee shop owners is that's something that they are very good at. And that's something that we can learn from them for. And so thankful for them in that aspect, I should say. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, do you have other shops around the state? I mean, obviously your shop sending people your way for sure, but do you have other shops you would recommend in Iowa? I do. I have a few friends that I used to work with actually at um, Dash and Cedar Rapids, Dash Coffee Roasters. I would like to give them a little bit of a highlight. So there's my friends, Jeremiah and Maya. They run a coffee shop called Kismet Coffee and Bloom. They're a coffee shop and a florist or a flower bar, I should say. They're in Cedar Rapids and they are wonderful. They just opened this year as well. And it's just a wonderful coffee shop, beautiful inside. The owners are wonderful. And so that's like my number one recommendation right now. Another friend of mine, his name's Michael and Connor, they own um, Day Drink. They're also in Iowa City. They're actually just a few minutes from our store. We're really thankful for them. They actually roast our espresso for us. We are not a roaster. So that's been really interesting to navigate. But yes, we get our coffee from them. And so they are super wonderful. And we preach all the time because we're so close that it's community over competition. And we'll recommend people to their shop all the time and vice versa. And we're very much about that culture changing from, like I said, the competition to more so supporting each other. And so that is another coffee shop in Iowa City that I super, super want to support. I think one of the largest coffee shops and probably the most popular, um, in my opinion, I should say in Iowa is Horizon Line there in Des Moines. I've never met the owners um, officially. We've messaged online and things like that, but they do amazing things um, in Des Moines. Their coffee shop is wonderful. Um, They have a very large following. And so I really big fan of their coffee shop. And then the last one I'll recommend is um, Sweating Company. They're in Fort Madison. I actually haven't been to the shop itself, but I have gotten some of their coffee delivered, um, ordered that, and they are wonderful. So those are just a few that I have to recommend. I think they're all very wonderful. They're on the same wavelength of changing the coffee community in Iowa. And so I think that those are a few of my favorites. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. It's funny because my friend who also recommended your shop recommended Day Drink as well. I do like their shop a lot and they have an awesome vision everything is vegan. They use oat milk only, which for Iowa is very interesting that that is one of their business principles. Um, They also don't use any to-go cups. Everything is all reusable. They use a glass jar program. And so they're just super neat, have a super great vision and goal for the coffee industry in Iowa. And if you ever get a chance to pick their brain, they have a lot to say. And so 
I really do enjoy getting to be in close proximity to them and learn and grow from them. Sounds like they're doing a lot of different things with sustainability (laughs) and reaching a whole new crowd when it comes to only offering oat milk. That's very different. Yes. Yes. Is there anything else you want to share before we start wrapping up? Just thank you for reaching out and for this opportunity to get to share a little bit about our story. And so it's been awesome. Thank you for doing what you're doing. It's obviously really important. And especially in your state, as things start to shift even more from first, second, third wave and fourth wave, it's really exciting to hear that you're super passionate about it and that you're chasing your dreams. So way to go. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks again for taking time. I so yeah, appreciate thank you. you so much, Laura.